for real, okay? The numbers for real from uh, Fergie. So our numbers have been awesome for everybody that's listening on iTunes or Apple Music or whatever you listen to. Thank you for downloading Rump Chat. We're, we're knocking out at least 5,000 downloads a day. At least. Uh, during DNFR. So everybody's listening. Thank you, guys. We're having a great time. Uh, we, and, and you uh, know, it's going to get better, too, as everybody's driving home. Yeah. Flying home, everybody's going to... There's going to be about 15 hours of you and I yeah. saying yeah. dumb crap. Just, we do have to watch cussing more than yeah, we won't, here. We won't cuss as much as normal, okay? It's JJ, no F-bombs. Let's introduce yeah. our guest today. Yeah. Go for it, Rump. Okay, I want to introduce our guest right here. Um, one of the pioneers, one of the coolest chicks, a not only a breakaway roper, a team roper, a cowgirl, a real estate agent that everybody knows, Okay. And I think she's so awesome for the sport. Uh, the first time I've, and I've told a lot of people this, I was, as a rodeo clown, when we got the breakaway open at Pro Rodeos, at first I was like, kind of against it. I was like, man, I don't know about another event, and I don't know about breakaway ropers. But after we started having breakaway ropers at our rodeos, I realized something. Breakaway ropers are cool. They like to drink beer and hang out. And... After getting to hang out, that's with what some, makes you cool. Well, no, but what I'm <laughs> what I'm saying was, when, when, once I got to be around him, I'm like, man, I, I like breakaway ropers now. And we were in Rapid City, and uh, we're at the hospitality tent, and I got to meet JJ. And I'm like, that chick there needs to come on Rump Chat, yes, okay? Because while we're not supposed to pick favorites uh, in in rodeo, I've picked my favorite roper, and it's the one and only 17 times world champion, correct? 18, 18, 18. time yeah. world champion. Badass from Stephenville, Texas. Everybody here, JJ Hampton. Everybody, awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah nope. I was looking at your bio, JJ. Okay. And I, I can't believe I messed up the world champion deal. But the it one thing that hasn't I've, been updated in a the, while. The one thing it's. I'm just happy you actually did some preparation. I did because I wanted to put this together. I was like, we talked about this before. We did. Yeah, and I, I was, was looking like, forward to it. You got a cool story. It says right here. Is this, uh, this is probably not right. Career earnings in the WPRA, 375000 Is that close? Probably. <laughs> probably. Because it's the events. It's I mean, just that. I mean, it's really hard to tell how much breakaway ropers win total because, I mean, the WPRA, then pay is good. I mean, we've been going a long time, but we, we rodeo outside to make extra money to be able to do this through our jackpots and the Amateur Rodeo Association. So, I mean, I've won a lot more than that over my lifetime, but it's somewhere that they keep up. That's, yep. that's what it would be. Yeah, and it, so it says also that when you were uh, a little girl that you quit barrel racing, you didn't want nothing to do with that, no. going right to the roping pin. Yes. Um, that is cool. Not nothing against barrel racing, but I, it's cool that you laid your foot down and said, nah, this is what we're going to do. Yeah, my dad was a professional bulldogger, and um, he got me into rodeo, and I really sucked when I started roping. He uh, took me about two years to catch a calf. It did. My dad really never thought I'd catch, and I always tell people you got to stay hooked and keep at it because look at me now. Yeah. It took you two years to catch a calf. Well, I don't know. It's quite that long, but pretty damn close. It really? <laughs> yeah, it was a long time. Goodness. And, and also, what else makes JJ cool is we share a common hero in the rodeo business. Um, when she was growing up, she was a fan of the great Roy Duvall. All right, Roy. Roy. Roy Duval, Bill Duval, two of the baddest cats ever. Like the the Bulldoggers in today's uh, NFR are great. We love them. We're good friends with Will Loomis and Wag and the whole crew. But back in the the days of Roy and Bill, now that would have been that would have been worth rodeoing with. Before cell phones and all that, the Duvals kicked more ass than anybody. And when I asked Bill about it, I said, Bill, what's the the biggest change you've seen in rodeo? now from back in your day he said two things lawn chairs and awnings he says if you got time to get a lawn chair to rodeo or you can put out an awning you ain't rodeoing hard enough <laughs> i agree with that yeah yeah i never i think i sat in a lawn chair one time i never put my awning out yeah no no so, who so does what uh 
why why Roy Duvall? Well, for you? I mean, I grew up. They come and stayed at our house all the time. They were my dad's best friends, and I don't. I liked that they were funny. They were very serious. They were badasses, um, and they just had a mentality of winning about them, and a, a, just a presence that you couldn't help but be drawn to. And I respected that. I respected their their try. I mean, just everything about them, and I, I loved it. And I always looked up to them, and I wanted to be a badass like them. I just wanted to be good at what I did and enjoy rodeo and have the friends that they made. And I just I thought they were really cool that's awesome yeah, they were that, really cool well that's what everybody says winners run with winners that's true and it, it, i mean you can't and you've seen a lot in in your rodeo career but that's that's definitely true in any event because i've seen it and i know you have too i know hambone has in rodeo even though he's a sound guy and i'm a clown we go rodeo year round we see kids that have a ton of potential they got a ton of talent but they never get to the next level and it's because, I mean, rodeo is hard. Rodeo is hard. And if you don't sound, surround yourself with not only winners, but people that want you to win, they can be a winner and not care if you win, and you're not going to win with them. So you've got to be with somebody who supports you, backs you, helps you, and wants the best for you, and celebrates your wins with you. Because if you don't have that in the rig, you're, you're not going to win. Yeah. Well, take us back like when you first started, after those two years of not catching a lot. T- kind of tell us your story. Well, I mean, I always, from a young age, my dad rodeoed, so my mom would help me rope. And when we practiced, um, I guess at first I wouldn't throw my rope. And so my mom would say, all right, we're going to practice nod, kick, swing, and throw. And we started doing that, and I got to where I could win first. I didn't catch all the time, but I could win first. And so over the years, I got more consistent with that, and I went a lot more first than I did because I catch more than I did. But my mom was really instrumental. She don't know shit about rodeo or nothing about horses, but she knew well enough to tell me to nod, kick, swing, and throw. And my mom actually got me, um, I'm going to say, to be the bat, you know, to to get to where I could rope and win, and and I owe my mom for that. Yeah. So, but like, so when you started like high school rodeo, college, yeah, I made it to state, um, actually, in the breakaway. I mean, the goat tine. Believe it or not, I've, I've always been kind of a heavy girl, and I was really big then, but I was a, I was a goat tine son of a buck. Like I, <laughs> I, People would look at me, and I'd go, and they'd go, damn, because you know, you'd look at me and not think I could do it. Yeah. It's like him. Well, I'm not going to go there, but anyways. 305 pounds, very athletic for 305. Yeah, I mean, I was the same way. I was big, but I was athletic, and I could beat your butt. I mean, I could be six nine seven one, and that was before you hung on the side of the horse. And uh, I was really good at goat time, but I wanted to rope. Um, and I was decent at it. I just I, I couldn't I wasn't consistent enough to, to be good at it. And then when I got in college, I went to another level and I started catching more and, and being more consistent at catching, but still fast. And um, I won the 18 world titles. Did uh, when you were goat tying? Did you ever do the scorpion where your feet and then you plant and your feet come up over your head? You know they call it the. I usually <laughs> didn't go ahead and flip over. I just <laughs> I would face plant and be done. So I hit like a ton of shit. <laughs> you know what though? Like the that the goat tying. I worked at college finals every year, and of all the events, the goat tying at the college finals is by far my favorite event to watch. Oh yeah, because it is awesome, but it has changed. My mom, uh, who's listening today, to make sure I don't say any naughty words, okay? Uh, my mom's got a, a picture from 1976 from Bozeman, Montana, and she's tying a goat that has horns this long. She's flanking this goat, and the goat's balls are rolling over the side of her leg. <laughs> like, back then in the 70s of goat tie, like, the 70s and 80s goats weren't the, the little bitty goats that they tie today, but those... They were monsters, but I will tell you this. At the college finals, when they start busting out the 6'2", 6'3", 6'4", and then them tall girls from, like, Clarendon College are going riding old bulldogging horses that run off, and they do the old bailout, it gets pretty interesting in the goat tying event. Oh, yeah, there's wrecks right and left. and I mean, it's beautiful when they do it right, but it's kind of crazy when they don't. Like, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. They better. You got to know what you're doing, and half has to be crazy. I think to do it now. Well, and the the, the women's events have really picked up because I, I work one of the greatest college rodeos in the whole world, Texas Tech College Rodeo. Oh yeah, uh, amazing. But you look at the entries and the breakaway roping and the and the goat tying, they're getting at some of these events 150 breakaway ropers. Right. Is and that is it's awesome for our industry because. You know, it's not going away. It's getting bigger. If you go down to the, the, the junior rodeos here, I don't want to name them because I don't know the exact. Junior World Finals. Junior World Finals. Like, the, 
the youth divisions are absolutely blowing up through the roof, which is amazing for you guys. Oh, yeah, it's awesome to see our sport growing. And, um, of course, the boys always had it, but now the girls are showing up big, and they rope good. These little girls are uh, they're amazing talents already and know how to ride their horse and score and rope, and it's it's pretty cool to see it. And so, the, the but, breakaway oh, sorry, horse go ahead, deal. Go ahead. Sorry. The breakaway horse deal is going up through the roof, too. Yeah, it but, is. I was just talking to somebody a while ago, and, I mean, you can find one for 40000 It could, I mean, no offense, be a dink, and they want 40000 for them. So it's kind of crazy. You, you kind of got to walk into a good horse if you don't want to pay that much for them, and some people can't. So I want to talk a little bit on – it's funny you mentioned the entry side. Um, you know, I run the San Angelo Rodeo and, this, and the Roping Fiesta. We actually talked on the phone. don't know if you remember, but because – we uh, we had an invitation last year. I think 60 of you girls came mm -hmm. or something like that. Well, then we opened it up this year, and we got 47. And so what I think it's going to run into is now you guys have so many more places to go, and this is in October, and now you guys are like, like a lot of the rodeo cowboys. A lot of girls are broke. They can't. They're running out of money because they're, they're going so hard because they sure. can go. So, and, and I mean, another thing that the, the world uh, WCRA rodeo was going on out here. Right. So I know that took a, that, that's why we talked on the phone about, sure. you know, if you could make it, if you couldn't, could you get your entry right. back, whatever. And, and um, so, I mean, we're going to do it again, but it's just, it was like, man, oh, we were so looking forward to it. And then there's only 47, um, which was still a good rope and it was fine. Was t calves, <laughs> calves are pretty tough. But even even breakaway cab, you know, they're wanting twenty six to thirty dollars a run. Sure, and expensive. All of it is. That's expensive. Yeah, people and, see it and they see dollar signs, and I think some people take advantage of that. And I mean, it, it is what it is. But as you're talking about all those jackpots. I mean, we're getting where we have so many that we can pick and choose. And when you pro rodeo, you don't have time for jackpots. So I know a lot of those jackpots, the numbers have gone down because everybody's pro rodeoing and wants to make the NFR. Yeah, you know, and we put up five thousand, but again, you know. All you, you know, main girls were, were, were out here at the WCRA deal. Right. Um, but uh, it's, it's just, it, I've noticed that, that it's going to, it's, it's getting to that. Because even more rodeos are going to come out in 22. Right. And probably 23. Especially rodeos um, that can't, I mean, it's basically you got to be 20,000 added to get a, a decent amount of bareback riders. Because there's just no bareback riders. And we all understand because that is a very hard event very painful and especially you know like my, sydney iowa my hometown you know august it's after cheyenne out those guys are broke or broken well have and so it's breakaway because we're we usually aren't broke we'll find a way a pair of fees get it at san angelo why don't we got breakaway at that rodeo well we're we're looking at it that's good but we're having it we're having it over the fiesta stuff right here get them yeah. jj i will i mean add breakaway we'll show up i mean I, i'm gonna call out a rodeo and i'm not being mean to them but this this summer ellensburg washington they had twenty thousand the other events they added 1500 the breakaway and there was 140 something i think of us entered there with 1500 added so we show up you add twenty thousand another event and they don't show up we will show up i mean even if they'd add 10 or fifteen thousand it'd be good but 1500 for us yeah but you know i mean you have to look at it to a business standpoint like we talked about the cost now san oh, angelo we, we sell every ticket but a few hundred tickets so is it good just for aesthetics just to have, or is it, you know, because, and business-wise, do you think, like, like those rodeos that need it, the numbers need it for the numbers and, and for an entertainment value, you know, but it's, it's, it's a fine line, you know, on the business side. There's both sides. I get it. Well, Trust me, not, I get we're it. We're not greedy. We don't, I mean, you can't do 20000 we get it, but we show up, and there's got to be a woman or business who supports women that's at that rodeo. If you ask them, they'll donate, our mon they'll donate the money. And if you have it this year and can only add 5000 we'll still show up, and somebody's going to go, oh, my God, we love those ladies. Let's add, I'll add the rest, and you'll get the money for us. We're not that greedy or hard to get along with, and we understand you got to start somewhere, um, but... If you'll start somewhere and give us a chance, somebody I think somebody will sponsor it for us. Yeah, and, and if, if you look at the blow up in the PRCA, I mean, I, I remember, like, like it wasn't too long ago when, when the whole PRCA breakaway open, oh, it'll never happen, it'll never happen, and then it might happen, and then all of a sudden, look at all the, the rodeos that have it. it. It truly did came out of nowhere. So I think as far as going that direction, it's going in a great direction because, honestly, uh, Hamlin and I both work Corpus Christi, Texas, which is a 
WCRA Rodeo. Yes. That was uh, Madison Uthier won that, and that was one of the, the best events to watch, really. Like, when it is good, I mean, it's like anything. If, if your team if it's good, it's really good, it's good, but it could, like... Yeah. It can be really bad. But like if a bunch of girls are missing. I mean, just like anything. Oh yeah, team roping or anything. But that, that's, that's one what it is. Lufkin, Texas, this year, uh, they had one tie down roper catch, two bulldoggers catch, and every team roper missed. <laughs> every team roper, and we even had some good team ropers out that day. They all missed. But you know, besides just the breakaway roping, you're also a team roper. You've Absolutely. team roped a lot. Yes. Uh, are, world are champions, all-around champions. Mm-hmm. Are you going to start roping in rodeos? No. Can can they? Can no, we I, can. We can enter the rodeos, but I don't want none of those people. I'm, I'm good with breakaway roping. I've worked hard to kind of get my game on, and it's hard enough going to rodeos and breakaway roping. I couldn't imagine entering another event, but I'm good. I'm going to stick with my breakaway roping. It'd be, it'd be neat <laughs> to, to see the numbers from, like, even 2019. It, it grew 750%. Wow. They had a chart. It grew 750% in entries. Um, in 2020, they had 50-something approved pro rodeos. Last year, they had over 300 with breakaway. That's awesome. Yeah, round of applause if you're out yeah. there. But it's going to get, like, again, there's so many rodeos doing it. And then it's been you got you, you, you top-tier ladies, not girls, sorry, ladies, have been going to those. But it's going to be now all the, the money's going to go up, and you guys are going to – your top tier gals are going to go to those top tier rodeos, and and those other rodeos are going to go. They're going then they're going to start going. Well, why isn't JJ Hampton here? Well, JJ well, Hampton goes to every one, so they don't have to worry about that. <laughs> okay. I enter them all. How many they have? I like to go. I don't like to sit still. I don't like to have my awning out. So I'm going to rumble and rodeo um, and go to. I mean, if I can, hopefully I do good in the winter buildings. But like San Antonio, Fort Worth, Cheyenne, Pendleton. Um, there's several of them had equal added money for us, so we were we roped with all the other guys, and I feel like I mean Reno was it, but I feel like Reno is going to step up too after last year and give us more money. Yeah, yeah you were uh, was awesome, quite Reno. the sensation there. Probably oh, the biggest story it. to come out of that rodeo. Yeah, it was a that was a cool rodeo, and for the crowd, I I liked the rodeo before I even did good. Like even sitting in the stands, I'd gone with my brother, I'd gone and watched Marty once, and I loved that rodeo. And for me to be able to win that dang rodeo, I'm telling y'all, I, I was excited, and y'all knew that, but that wasn't fake. That was for real. Like mm-hmm. I loved every freaking moment of that it was so awesome. it was genuine yeah you could tell cool. that's what i love so much about when i get to watch you and i'm not knocking other breakaway ropers but a lot of times there'll be a girl she'll be like two five and she'll have a nice run and then she'll put her head down and gently ride out of the arena walk like a two like she'll be winning the round and uh she doesn't even look excited and i started making fun of him uh, a little bit as a rodeo clown i'm like girls i was like it's okay to be happy so, like, I, I love watching you because you, you do crave it, and this has been your passion your whole life. Uh, when, when you rope and do good, you're happy about it. There's, people don't have to guess how you feel. Well, no, I mean, and I celebrate other people's victories, too, because it's important. I do. I'll go high-five whoever, and I made a lot of friends this summer not knowing I was making somebody's day by high-fiving them, but they made a badass run, and I wanted to tell them. And I think that's cool, and we ought to all celebrate our victories. I mean, it's hard to win. It's hard to be out there doing stuff, and I I just think you have. You need to. There's a – we talk about this a lot on Rum Chat, like the different groups and all the different events, uh, you know, You've got the Tyler Pearson and Waggisback, and then, you know, another group, you got Will Loomis and the Casey Jones crew, and then you got Cody Devers and Stockton and Jewel. Do you guys, do you, do you rodeo by yourself? Or do you got like a crew? No, I, that's my driver, Sierra. Uh, she drove me on. I tell everybody she's my bodyguard because she's all buff and shit, but anyways. <laughs> She's awesome. No, I, I went by myself because we, we rodeoed more than most girls, and they would go, well, I'm not going over there. And I'm like, well, hell, I am. So well, that's what we did. And I, I kind of, the way I think, it's best for me to be by myself, and I like to go. I don't know. I'm just kind of different, and I don't like being with a bunch of people. It, it's not the way I, I like to do. I don't do my best when, when I'm having to watch other people and think. And so we just had a good time doing it by ourselves, and I, I really enjoyed it. What you don't any follow up of that? Oh no, I, I I get really bad when I get excited, and so sometimes I get talking too much, and I talk over everybody. So I just like to look over every now and then to make sure I'm not going to step on you. Yeah, I've no, it's done okay. it a lot lately. Like but. Jeff Metter said on the on the NFR telecast last year, he came on Rump Chat and he goes, "Those guys are so great. They ask you a question and then they answer it for you." 
So we've we've really tried to lay back and, um, and be a better interviewer, JJ. It's been a, it's been hard because when we first started Rump Chat, it was just me and Hambone talking, pretty much arguing with each other for hours at a time. Well, we did and the first episode three times because we got too drunk at Denver doing it, and we I got a little it. liberal with yeah, uh, with our cuss words and stuff. And Boyd goes, "You don't gotta cuss because you can." I did. I said, well, it wasn't cussing. That Pendleton whiskey was cussing. Yeah. There you go. Um, so we had to redo it three times. Yeah, so that's why I'm actually trying to get to But be this is cool, though. Our first breakaway. I contestant. know. I was so pumped when you asked me because I, I said I'm his favorite, and I tell all them other girls that. But I am. I, I like rodeo clowns. I like talking to everybody at the rodeo, and I've made a lot of friends. And um, if I'm your friend, I'm your friend, and that's the way it's going to be. And well, I thought that was pretty damn special that you invited me on here. So well, I'm pretty pumped. Well, I actually dropped your name on Rum Chat. Uh, a lot. I don't know. Yeah. A lot. And so you I was, name dropped JJ a lot. I did. Oh, good. A, well, when we were talking about different rodeo breakdowns, I was talking about Robin. you and whatever. And Robin. and so people started, like everybody knows you. Like everybody that I've ever met has got a story about meeting you or being around you. And I think it's really cool because um, there's a lot of people that rodeo for a living, that rodeo as hard as you do, that go a lot, that nobody really knows. I mean, like, in my whole life, I've been in the rodeo business literally my whole life. And I've never had a job outside of rodeo, and I know everybody. I'd never talked to uh, Rich Skelton ever mm-hmm. until this year. And he came on Rump Chat, and he sat down, and turns out he's hilarious. Oh, yeah. my God, he is funny. Real quiet, dry sense of humor, but he's funny. Yeah, and his, uh, his daughter, Rainey, uh-huh. who's a great roper herself. Yes, she is. And I'm thinking, you know what? I that's why we want to have different people on here all the time. We want to tell the stories. We want people to know you. We want people to know a lot of the people. Real quick, tell the, tell the Roni story of, of uh, Denver. Oh, so at Denver, you know, uh, everybody that watches the Cowboy Channel, I know you get tired of seeing me on there. But I, Denver, I I'm constantly trying to come up with different things. I don't ever want to be the guy that just <laughs> floats through the perf. So this we decided one day that I was going to get on the pickup horse. <laughs> and I was going to chase out during the team roping. So they made it a bit, right? You know, yeah. we're laughing. Right. Chase yeah. gets off his horse. Well, sure. And, and my biggest fear in all of rodeo is to be in the way. Because I don't ever want to be that guy. Because, like, before I started clowning, I hated clowns. Like, when I was a bulldogger, I did not watch any clowns. I'm like, these guys are dumb and they're overpaid. And now I'm dumb and overpaid. <laughs> However, I'd never, being in the way is my worst fear. But Chase Servey, he's like, it's no problem. I got a horse. We're going to do this. It's going to be hilarious. So I get on his pickup horse. Well, as a joke, he uh, this is like perf number 22. Uh, so, you know, we've been rodeoing like three times a day for a while. Yeah. So he, un- he undoes the hobble strap and then sucks the back cinch up. And oh my God. Rich is in the box. He's, <laughs> he's about to nod. And I think he's roped with Nick Sartain. Uh, yeah. yeah. So you got world champions in the box. And all of a sudden, they're about to nod, and this horse breaks in two and starts bucking. And he goes bucking towards the, the uh, bucking chutes. And I'm not going to lie to everybody. I rode pretty bad. I, <laughs> but in my defense. He bails off on the far fence. I had to. He I was, reaches for the fence. What are they, they never reach for the fence, Here's right? the deal. I'm wearing very, very slick clown shorts. And I didn't have a good hold, so I had to bail. So I jumped off on the fence, and uh, who was the judge? Terry. uh, Terry Carlin. Terry Carlin. This horse cow kicks him right in the back. Knocks him against Right off the side, just whap. And, I mean, stops the whole rodeo while Nick and and Rich Skelton are about to rope. And then the horse, after he double barrels the judge, knocks the judge down. He runs to the back end, and I am so embarrassed. I am so embarrassed. I'm like, I just made myself look like an idiot. Rich ropes, and then he rides down to me, and he looks right at me, and he goes, you know, I've watched a lot of rodeo clowns in my day, but I don't think I've had one that's made me laugh in over 30 years. And he smiled. So all it took was me getting bucked off into a fence and a pro rodeo official damn near dying from a horse kick. But <laughs> to get Roni to Rich smile. Rich Skelton loved it. He did. And I, it made can, me feel good. You should. I mean, it happens to everybody. You just go on with it. I, I see you all the time, and I know – 
you, you said sometimes people make comments. You know, you're on the TV all the time, and you do a great job at the rodeos, and I enjoy because you make us laugh. You say stuff, and I don't know if you mean to sound. It just, it's funny, and it's nice to be able to laugh and not just sit there. So I, I actually enjoy it. And you know what? I really, really enjoyed the breakaway ropers at Pendleton because at Pendleton this year, uh, everybody that's been to Pendleton or seen it, you know where everybody sits on the grass. This year we had the breakaway ropers out on the grass. And these gals, they didn't do like all the other time event guys. If you watch, if you notice the way the grass sets up, you got one corner of photographers and a couple of the, the fence crew over here. Then you got the big, the big group that Wayne Brooks calls the peanut gallery. And then you got most of your time event guys, they don't come close. They sit like way over the corner where they put the shoot. Yeah. Not the breakaway ropers. The breakaway ropers come and got in the business. They sat down with all the guys, and those girls were hilarious. We had a foot race uh, that day where uh, I actually owe Ricky uh, from South Dakota. Ricky Ingesser. Yeah, I, I owe her 100 bucks. And today I'm going to do something that I've never done. Oh, shut up. No way. Somebody get video of this. Hold on. Is it a real 100? Let me see it. I got a real $100 bill. Because you know he stole a bunch of fake 100s. No, that's, that's real. That's a real $100 bill. It is. And if Ricky shows up in the next two minutes, I'm going to pay her her money. Okay? I thought she was here. I know no, 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 no. She probably is around here. Ricky, JJ, get my phone you, and call Ricky. Call her. Text her. Are, are you going to see her somewhere? Like I'm sure sometime. Here, give it. No, well, give, give it to JJ. It. I'll just keep this. No, line. give it to JJ. I got another 100 Give it to home. JJ. I'm just going to do that here. Everybody should have given it to JJ. Yeah. You give that to Ricky. Uh, Ricky, I got $100 for you. I'll, I'll message him when we well, get that one. That's there. outstanding. Yeah, that is. <laughs> well, it was, it was funny because he's a crummy bastard. He never pays his bills. Well, bets. the reason was, here's, here's how the foot race started. Uh, at Pendleton, you can't hear anything out in the, in the arena at all because all the speakers are around the sides. So um, I got an earpiece that I talk with production on, or I don't talk, they talk and I listen. Yeah. So we had a re-ride and... They said, hey, you need to fill five minutes. Like, crap. So uh, <laughs> all these girls are sitting there, and Trey Yates and uh, a couple other guys, and I, go, I had my microphone off. I go, hey, who wants a foot race for 100 bucks? And everybody jumped up. We had probably, I don't know, 25 or 30 in this foot race. And uh, so it was from one side of the grass at Pendleton to the other and back. And they took off. Ricky took her boots off. Um, and this girl was hauling the mail, but she gets across the track, and she's running back, and th there's a guy, and I don't know who he was. He was a steer roper. He's in the lead, and he starts trying to big dog it. You know, like when someone's about to score a touchdown and they fumble? Uh -huh. He's beating Ricky, and he turns around to look at her, and he falls down face first <laughs> and slides in that grass, and Ricky jumped him like a hurdle <laughs> and crossed the finish line and won. <laughs> And usually, like, I can get away with my, my stuff about, oh, yeah, I'll pay you 100 later. And so the split second the race was over, like, her and Sawyer Gilbert and a couple other girls were like, hey, you owe Ricky money. Like, I was like, yeah, I'm going to, I got to go through the proper channels to get it. I got to file a, with the Pendleton Roundup. And so I'm trying to blow him off the whole time. And then. Because uh, they know you. Yeah. Then after the rodeo, I start, I got to see if I still got it. Uh, she sent me a Facebook message with her picture and a fist that said, you owe me money. And <laughs> so I just tried to get through the last perf. And then, uh, and then here we are today. Finally, Justin Rumford cares enough to make it right. Yeah. And I, I actually wouldn't have gave you that. Tall. I actually wouldn't have gave you that. But um, since Hambone shamed me into it, my wife gave me that $100 to spend on whatever I wanted. And, you know, I'm glad I did because it's all about. It's all about doing the right thing with Rump Chat. Okay. <laughs> well, usually he says up to $100, which could mean five bucks. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So actually, I came through on that, which doesn't happen a lot. But so, so Ricky, wanna, you're welcome. Yeah. JJ, I want to uh, ask you, like, your, your horsepower. You know, we talked about horses. That's actually my dad's favorite part of Breakaway. He's yes. watching the horses. Um, where do you get most of your horses, and do you train them? No, I do not train horses. I don't have time to train horses. And I think if you competitively rodeo, you can't train horses. It's a different mentality. And, and breakaway opens so fast, and these girls rope so tough. You can't be in training mode and, and win. So I don't train mine. I got 
the mare I rode at Reno and most all year was Fergie, and I got her from Ryan Jett. And then the other bay mare, they're both 14. I have is Millie, and I bought her from another breakaway rover, Jamie Markham. So I like them started, and they'll fit me, score, and run, and then I just kind of tweak them to, to, to work with me better. When do breakaway horses start out? Breakaway horses are like some steer wrestling horses start out as barrel horses that... I think you know, both of mine were tie-down horses. Were they? Yeah, they were. Um, Fergie, actually, my son got on her and roped tie-down. She hadn't been roped on in two years, and she just she worked awesome. I think it, she'll be another good horse for him to ride later on. Well, and it's not just rodeo with you. You're also very successful in other areas of life. Yes. Real estate. Yes. I'm a real estate broker, and I own my own company, J.J. Hampton Realty. So while we were gone this summer, I have two girls that work for me, Carissa Chambers and Stephanie Chisholm, and they kept the business running. And then I'd fly home for a couple of days and go in there like a whirlwind, list houses, sell some, write contracts. And most of it I can do on the road because they did all the showing for me. So it, it fits really well. And I've noticed that there's a lot of rodeo girls that have started getting the real estate license because I guess they, I mean, honestly, they've watched me and yep. they've yep. seen it. I've been successful at it and it's something that you can do and, and you can. You just got to have some good people around you and I've got the best. Well, and and the personality too. I mean, obviously, right. you're, uh, you know, an extrovert. You're not introvert. No, so yes. you, and, and connections, it's it's all about that. And, and in real is. estate, where's that, where's that, where are you, uh, where's your company at? It's in Stephenville. Stephenville. So, yes. Um, yeah. We all know that the land, the price of land around there. I mean, we sold our house in Weatherford, and it was ridiculous from what we paid for it. Oh yeah, and a guy from California worked, you know, brought bought it, and then he texted me one day, and he's he's like, "Oh, the Waterburger job didn't work out." And I'm like, "You bought our place, and you work at Waterburger? There's nothing against water. I love Waterburger, but that's what he sold their place in California and probably paid cash for ours. Oh, that's what's insane. They buy them down here, sell there, and think it's cheap back down here." Um, which drove our prices up. Ours have leveled off a little bit because um, they're in the summer, the first of the year. Man, you were having to pay twenty five, fifty thousand, even a hundred thousand over to even win the bid, which is kind of crazy because we really don't have that in Steamville. Usually, if you offer full price, you'd you'd get the bid, but it was it was nuts. I mean, people overpaid for stuff that and had to have a bunch down, right? I mean, well, a lot of these people paid cash. Some yeah. people got loans, and they'd have to pay the difference in what it appraised. So. Um, it was a little tricky. I mean, I had like one time, I think 39 deals under contract trying to manage all that. You almost think you can't do a good job. You're so busy because you got to handle so many things, but it's a lot. It was a whole lot to deal with. So do you like, do you have a limit? You know, would you do a hundred thousand dollar property or are you just like, no, you know, I'm I only 500 who needs help. If you need have something, 10,000 or 10 million, I'm going to help you sell your place or help you buy it. I don't care. Yeah, JJ Hampton Realty. You hear that folks? Yeah. There's yep. room on this backdrop. For a small you. price, we could put that right up here. All Look right. at this. There's a, how there's small a price? <laughs> <laughs> up to $500. You hand, me, you hand me that hundred dollar bill back and we'll see what we can do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you keep it. Um, the, the crazy thing about Stephenville, Texas, uh, is the draw that it has. Everybody, there's probably, okay, think about right now, how many people walking right here with a cowboy hat on? There's probably 80% call Stephenville, Texas home. How in the world? Like, have you, have you noticed that over the years? What has been the draw? Because everybody is from Stephenville. Even people from Kansas are from Stephenville, Texas. Are you from... Yes. Yeah, time or uh, yeah, are they you all, from Stephenville? I'm, I'm born and raised. They're all transplants. But yep. I was born and raised there. That's my town. Um, yeah, I mean it's a great central hub to rodeo out of, and a lot of people buy little second places. So when they're down for the winter, they have somewhere to stay and keep their horses, and or they can rent them the rest of the time because it's a college town, and you can rent out to college people. So there's a lot of draws for you to keep your investment. Yeah, and I see like we were talking about this last night. Weatherford, I, I, Weatherford's become. A real rodeo hub also there's a lot of people moving to weatherford right. but it's a, it is great because you can dfw can fly basically non-stop pretty much anywhere you want to go yes you can and you're an hour from there hour you know i guess almost two hours from steamville but but yeah it's it's pretty ridiculous yeah steamville's still just a small town though where people wave they'll still pull over and help you it's i mean i like weatherford but it's grown to it's a bigger city steamville still has a country feel and I don't know. I'm partial. I'll never leave. I was born and raised there, and I love it. Yeah, it's got the Cowboy Capital Pro Rodeo. Yep. Yes. The, with Pete Carr Pro Rodeo, yes. our, our partner has that rodeo. But uh, I, when I also, there's all the people at Rodeo in Stephenville, there's a lot of really friendly people there because we've actually went there. I went and helped at a rodeo school there. Mm -hmm. And all these people you see throughout the year that you know, kind of bump into, 
there's a lot of people in that town that all get together and help each other and rope together. There's that barbecue place that if you don't pay attention, it's like heart eight. The heart eight. Spent a hundred bucks. I didn't know that it was like off weight. It said like eight ninety nine, and so I was going through that deal, and they're like, "You want some ribs?" I'm like, "Yeah, you know, I'm a big dude. I like to eat." Like, "Hey, you want some of this brisket?" They're like, sure. And you know, I'm like, "This won't be much." And they weighed it up, and it was no shit, like seventy two bucks. So you're welcome, Stephen. Yeah, Bill, you Texas. have to be careful with that. You got to know what you're doing to go eat there. But you know, like every day, uh, I'm kind of in the not in the real estate business like you are, but I like to look and the horse properties. Like that is a whole new thing. Like the there's just that's another thing. It's not just houses. It's horse properties. Texas horse properties. People are loving horse properties. Yeah, they want a barn and arena already on their property and right now they're really hard to find. So if you, you get a good list and it's priced right, it sells immediately. Um, and probably multiple offers on it because we just don't have a lot of listings right now. You know, if people can buy some land, but building barns and stuff is so high, it's almost like I, yeah. I sold some people's place and they go, we got to keep our barn, sell off the house because we can't really afford to build right now. We got to wait till prices go down. Do you think, will, will it? I think it, they said it's gone down a little bit. So it has gone down. Like at your house in Stephenville, um, I've actually seen some pictures of it. It's pretty badass. Yeah, yeah we're, we're really pretty cool. proud of our yeah. house. We worked hard and sold another place and sold a couple of big places to build a build that house. It's actually Kaysen's fault. My brother died a couple of years ago, and I don't know, it took the life out of me a little bit, and we were living in a mobile home. I actually bought my place for Marty because we have a covered lane there where we can rope, and at the time, Kaysen didn't even rope, and I said, well, son, if you decide to rope, where do you want to rope? And he said, well, right there, and I said, we're buying it. So we moved in this stinky old double-wide not that there's anything wrong with living double wide. I'm not saying that, but I'm telling you. It is if it stinks. Well, yeah, the <laughs> cabinets were, I don't know. We could never get the smell of there's these cabinets. A- it was awful. And boxes. I mean, we weren't going to live there long because our plan was to build. And Kaysen woke up one day and said, Mom, I want out of this double wide. <laughs> I called the builder, and we built it, and there we are. So, Hey, come up here for a second. Come up here. Don't, don't say nothing bad, she says. Watch yourself here. There's a cord yeah. there. You can go around. Go around there, bud. There you go. Tell, tell us about the double wide. The double wide was very small. It had a rat in the toilet. I specifically <laughs> remember going in the bathroom when I was going to have my piece, and I see a rat <laughs> in the my toilet, piece. and I'm like, what the heck is this doing in the toilet? Uh. <laughs> a power of boxes in there, but having it got close to unpack because we didn't have the room. Uh, you know what's fun? The floors were so cold in the winter, you would have to wear socks and fully clothed or else you're going to freeze. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's that's uh, If you ever stay in a room with Rumford, you you still walk in the bathroom. You walk in the bathroom and go, what is in the toilet? Uh, that that's was great. awesome. Cason? Uh, yeah, this is Cason Prince. Case and Prince. That's a good name. Thank you. How old are you, buddy? Twelve. Twelve. And you like to rope? Yes. Are you good? Question for Jay. (laughs) He's getting there. He's been working at it really hard, and he's gotten a lot better in the last few months. I mean, but like over the summer when I left and he was home, Ricky was helping him rope and stuff. It was amazing how much he improved while I was gone in three months. I mean, he grew a lot, and he's got a long way to go, but it won't be from lack of effort or practicing or trying because he probably ropes 30 head a night. We just bought him another horse so he could rope 40 head a night. So we we got 12 calves waiting for us when we get home so Kaysen can get after it. You have a lot of people that – because um, I know in other events, there's there's places where people will go practice. They all get together, especially with the Bulldoggers. Um, but do you, do you have a lot of people, since Stephenville is such a, a hub of rodeo, are you blowing up constantly like, hey, JJ, if you're going to rope this week, holler at me, I'll come. And, or um, you- some, I have a lot of kids who want to come rope with me, and we help, and, and so they'll call and want to rope. And we get it when it rains, because I have a covered lane. I, they don't call me, they call Ricky, because they're scared of me. So they'll call and ask him if they can come over. Why? Why are they Why scared? Would anybody be scared no of you? idea. People are scared of me. Ricky says my bark's worse than my bite, but I don't know. I, mean, I can kind of see that. I can see how she can I mean, be I kind scared, of intimidating. I, I scare people. I'm loud, and I'm straight to the point, and my voice is hard, so people are scared of me. I'm not. I think you're awesome. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Like, it's kind of funny, though. People look at me, duck their head, and I'm like, what the heck? You know, I think they don't like me. Well, hell, they're just scared of me because come to find out they do like me. <laughs> well, like this conversation, you know, hopefully a lot of people get to know. Exactly. Get I'm, to know you because yeah. a, a lot of – sometimes we have bad days, you know, and, and, and 
a fan may catch you at the wrong time. I mean, not you. I'm just saying in general, people. And I, it's happened to me when I was a kid. You know, uh, oh, God, what was his name? Anyway, he was a team roper, and I really – anyway, it doesn't matter. And he kind of brushed me off, and I, it kind of broke my heart, you know. But but I made him, met him later on in life, and he was he – was, uh, God, it's escaping me. Well, you think of it. I walk around in my own world sometimes. I'm, I do, and Ricky, they all make fun of me for it. But if a kid approaches me, I'm going to go high-five them. I like to high-five them in the arenas yeah. after I rope. I do that at most rodeos that I can reach the people. But I tell anybody listening, if you want to talk to me, do not hesitate to come up to me and get my attention. I, I do walk around my own world, but I will always speak to you. I will always answer your questions and do anything that I possibly can for you. So don't be scared to talk to me. I, I really am. I'm, I'm easily approachable. Do you do any schools? Um, I mainly give private lessons. I have people asking me all the time, but I just soon will come to my house or I can go to their house where I have one-on-one -on -one time with them. I'm not really the one to pick, break down their roping and, you know, break down all the steps of it. But when they, they leave my house, they know they can win. They feel like winners, and that's what I'm good at. I'm good at getting people to throw their rope fast and making them help with their mind so that they know they can win. What about a video? Ferg, I'm, I'm working on something here. What about a video? Because I had... Clay O'Brien Cooper's roping video when I was a kid, and I watched it like it was the Flintstones. Yeah, I haven't done that. I probably should. I mean, just to help people with the things that. that they've got. Spitzy me Creative. That. Holler at us. We got, we got the hookup on that. Yeah, I we mean, it'd probably be good to something. I think I have a lot of knowledge that would help somebody maybe overcome some things that, um, where I think I'm best, that's my mental game. I'm the best at when I make a bad run, leaving the arena, being ready for the next. I mean, I had my NFR here Monday and Tuesday, and to be honest, I never dreamed that it would work out like it did for me. Um, the first nine rounds were brutal. But I didn't give up, and I was 1-8 and won the 10th round. So I just told people, you got to not be able to give up. Was that the time I wanted? No. Was it? Yeah, I didn't like one minute of it. But I never thought that I couldn't do it or I wasn't a winner, and I stayed hooked, and I, I did win. I think that's. I think the, the mental part of rodeo gets looked over so much. Oh, it's tough. Because sometimes I feel like if you are very mentally, you're ready to win, then some people are too afraid to be mentally ready to win because they're afraid somebody's going to mistake it for being cocky or arrogant. But, you know, Mike Tyson said, before you step in that ring, you better look in the mirror and believe that you're the baddest cat there. And, you, you know, and I, 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 I see that a lot. I see that a ton, especially with, with uh, the youth rodeos and stuff. A lot, lot of these kids that, yeah, they're, they're learning to rope. They're learning to ride, but they're not winning. They're not learning to win. They're not learning to mentally prepare it. And I, I think it's definitely something that needs to be touched on because it ain't going away. We're, our youth rodeo contestants are blowing up. Even in that little HYRA rodeo association my kids go to, there's 48 girls in the eight-year-old barrel racing. Yeah. That's in one deal. Uh, there's... 38 uh, calf riders, which they bucked beef calves. So the second day, there was 22 calf riders. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Lucas Dick from Kingman, Kansas. Um, rub chat listener. Sorry. What a dick. But, um, you know, when you, when you think about that, uh, what's, what's your opinion on that? How hard, how hard should some of these kids, because, I mean, like it or not, I'm not talking bad, but some kids are pressured pretty hard that, that want a rodeo but they're they're really hauled maybe too much maybe put on too much like there's a there's a a balance of wanting somebody to win enjoying the the sport of rodeo and making it all work well i tell Kason, uh, i mean yeah we want to win it's about winning but right now he's getting better and it's about going to the rodeo and doing your best and learning from everything that happens to you. I don't put pressure on him or tell him, you got to win or we're not going or no that. I just want to, as long as he puts out his effort and he practices at home, that winning's going to come. We just got to be open to winning and not be worried about if we make a mistake or worried about if we mess up because we all mess up. I mean, I, I messed up nine head. I, I'm a world champion. I'm J.J. Hampton. It happens. You're not always going to win, and you better learn how to accept it and be ready to kick their ass the next time and quit worrying about what happened in the run behind you. And I don't put, I don't put any pressure on Kaysen. I didn't push him into roping. He never even roped or wore jeans till two and a half years ago. He wouldn't wear pants. I don't usually wear jeans yeah. either, for the record. Or pants. Yeah, I mean, he, he didn't either. And all of a sudden, he told his daddy, hey, I want a rope, and Ricky said, are you sure you want to tell your mama? Because you're fixing to be all in. 
And so they told me, and we got horses, and, and here we are. And I, I have a ball watching him. It's fun. Can we ask you another question? Yeah. I, lo- I just love having you on here. <laughs> you make me happy. Um, so what made you want to rope? Did Just out of nowhere, you decided, man, this might be fun? Yeah, pretty much. Lee. Yeah. What's your favorite part about roping? Uh, roping in general, I guess. Just roping in general? Maybe what? the uh, electricity and that feeling when you uh, ha- have an opportunity to do what you love and be able to go out there and have a chance to do good. I want to say something. This little boy is a better interview than 90% of our ropers in the NFR right there. Yeah, he likes the microphone. He's I wonder like his where mama. He, I wonder where he gets it. You yeah. know, <laughs> I'm not for pushing people, but if you guys could push Marty Yates to keep doing good, because he's my pro fantasy guy, and he did get the round win the other night. My my pro fantasy team has had a hard week. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard, but uh, I set a record the other night, and that record is... Not one person on my team won a dollar. And my wife is in the top seven for the whole thing. Uh-oh. So there's that. That's bad. So, uh, Kaysen, is it true? Is her bark isn't as bad as her bite? That's she bite pretty, pretty hard. She bites pretty hard, huh? <laughs> no, he, he's just being that way. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not disclosed to tell that answer because the bark isn't as bad as the bite. Okay, good. That, that is boy. a smart boy. Round of applause right there. That's the yeah. so, way uh, to play that. I, yeah. JJ, with uh, you and Marty ever match breakaway, would you whoop his ass? Probably. <laughs> yeah. That's what I, I mean, expected. It's a, it's a different mentality of rope. It is. Marty helps me and and helps Kaysen all the time, but I'm I'm wired a lot different than Marty. You know, like roping out here, the next three rounds are going to be fun because he's going to be six, and I know it. I and mean, he kind of last night wouldn't didn't go the way he went, and it's all good. But he he's not backing down, and he won't change anything, and he'll come back. And he'll he'll do it. Did you buy a pro fantasy rodeo team? Of course I did. Who's on your team? I want to hear everyone. Oh my gosh, we bought. You can. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure? Mine or yours? The first one we picked, we picked two because we argued about our things. So we picked Casey Field. Casey Field and the Bearback both times. And the steer wrestling, we picked Rowdy Parrot in one. And I don't remember the other team. I think we picked them again. And the uh, team roping, the first team we picked Tyler Aid and Trey Yates. And the second team we picked Joe Sayers and Quinn Kessler. And then the tie down we picked, I think you know. Yeah, 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 I think you know. And yeah. in the barrels on one team, we picked Lisa Lockhart, and the other, we picked Haley. And in the Bulls, we won JB. Yeah, doggone yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, our teammate doing good, but I tell Kaysen he, he got all mad picking these teams. I said, it's whoever's hot and lucky, son. And I don't mean to be mean, but that's it. And you never know. It's gonna, Somebody might put it together, but that's a tough thing to, to pick and put together for it 10 is. rounds. It is. I, you know, I had Chad the first year I made the finals because he had won everything. You know, he uh, he was so you hot. You picked the wrong guy because Marty Yates won all the money. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Chad didn't win. I don't think he won a dime. It, it happens. But it I happens. Mean, and, and those guys are awesome competitors, and mm-hmm. they're they're all ranking. They didn't they didn't make it here because they they weren't awesome. I mean, I rodeo with them all summer, and it's tough. It's hard to go to these rodeos and make it. And you know, I always knew that, but when you go to rodeo with them, it's a little different. Yeah. Yeah. When you can actually when you're when you're parked right there by them and you guys are warming up for the same arena and you get to watch those guys because a lot of time the tie downs before y'all. Right. Like, yeah, you, you guys are definitely getting a, a different perspective than back in the, you know, the jackpot days. Oh, I know. It's awesome. Like, I mean, I have buddies that are saddlebunk. I don't know as many bear, I few bareback riders I've made friends with. A lot of saddlebunk riders, bulldoggers. I love bulldoggers anyways. I already mm-hmm. knew most of the team ropers and are friends with them, but I've gotten to know them a lot better. Know about their kids. I know a little more about them than I did. And and that, that's that been cool, getting to know all these people and making friends. And Well, I want to talk kind of trash on a friend real quick. Okay. Okay. And tell me if I'm wrong. Because I'm wrong sometimes, but this is rump chat where we say whatever we want um to a point yeah my friend is tough cooper and hambone and i actually won the contest uh the costume contest at his wedding we were dressed with sombreros and i didn't wear a shirt as a whole thing we actually did we we're friends with tough we worked his roping uh on new year's eve we worked the or the day before new year's eve so we're really good friends with tough and he won't respond to my text it really bugs me that he switched to a straw hat. 
Does that bother anybody else? Isn't that... If, if it bothers you, make some noise, people out there, okay? Yeah. Nothing is not, tough. I like tough, but he won't return my text or phone calls. I wonder why. Like, he's busy out here doing something. But Just, what does it matter what cowboy hat he's got on? I don't know why it bothers me. And like I said, it's not right or wrong. I, this is going to give me... Sorry to go on a little rant here, but I am so disappointed with the Western industry on Facebook. Oh, they oh, yeah. act like a bunch of Hillary voters in 2016. <laughs> Quit bitching so much about everything. It's unbelievable. He slapped that bull. He shouldn't be 90 half. Shut up. Get a rope. You ride. That's you know, what the, the, you Oh, that opening song suck. You know what? Shut up. You start putting on a $14 million rodeo. You put it on. Shut your mouth. Actually, I'm sorry I'm going off on this, but it just pisses me off. So, or, oh, he should have done this. He should have done that. Shut up, enjoy rodeo, drink your beer. I, I wish I would. Shut up. So have I said shut up yet? Yeah. My, Sorry. My Sorry, guy JJ. Did. No, you're good. You know what I'm saying? saying? I think we need to stand like, up for that. They do need JJ to shut up. JJ should have tipped a rope more. What's she doing? That no, horse I mean, ain't. You know what I'm saying? tell me whatever they want because nobody's really going to tell me that. They're either supporting me because they're scared. They're not going to come at me and tell me some dumb bullshit because they're not. No, no. I'm just talking I mean, on just social want, media. Well, I understand, they'll, they'll, but they'll, we need the, to tell them the to shut up. Quarterbacks. Somebody has told me that. I've told them to shut up. And they should. They do. So I'm just saying as a group, when we don't like they do that, we need to tell them. Shut, Shut up, up. Get off here. We're tired of your shit. I mean, we should stand up. It is not all right. We're a Western community, but we're not a bunch of bitchers. We're a bunch of people. Pull your damn straps on your boot. Put your big girl panties on and deal with the shit. Yeah. Thank you. That's it. Thank you. I, you and I yes. are kindred spirits. I can see this. And uh, it's and it's funny because it's the same people that sit there in another poly, uh, in areas of the world going, they just need to quit whining. You know what? And take it. They need to quit whining. And then they turn around and they'll complain that, you know, the clown's in the way of a, of a shot or, you know, or the camera isn't well or the announcer's too loud. They just, it's complete. They, what they say they aren't, they are. Uh, I wish, I wish, I wish, he, I wish my guy wouldn't have took it down because there's a guy from Iola, Kansas uh, <laughs> that put up a Facebook post. This guy, I actually know him really well. And he placed at Iola, Kansas at the Amateur Rodeo <laughs> in 2001, where he won third place. That's all of his accolades. He placed third place at a Rafter K at a Steve Craft Rodeo. Okay? He puts on Facebook about why Stetson Wright is not a good bull rider. Okay? So I, he deleted it, but I put on there this morning, I'm like, that is absolutely 100% right. If anybody in the world of bull riding should listen to somebody, it should be you. With your vast knowledge of your third place finish at Iola, Kansas in 2001, you hold more bull riding knowledge than anybody here. Please keep posting on Facebook because I'm sure these bull riders would want to know. Well, yeah, they said that, That's you crazy. know, a lot of people He's were going off it. last night that Stetson slapped that bull. Were you there? Did you have a better, better advantage point than the judges? Because I stand right by the announcers. Yeah, it could have been close, but you know what? They didn't see it. They didn't call it. He still rode that son of a gun. And, and knock on wood, we've not had a bad crossfire yet. A what? A bad crossfire. That's true. There's been a crossfire. But not a bad one because, you know, in the past. Oh, that, a yeah, couple, that, that'll get them going. But I, I, in, in defense of the judges, I will tell you this. Like in college sports, in NFL, if there's a questionable call, they will stop. And you can go back and watch a replay official goes underneath the booth, and you can actually have time to think about your call. In rodeo, uh, same as dropping the flag and the breakaway open. Yeah. I mean, it happens so fast when you, you have to make the call there, like on the markout rule. Sometimes, you know, well, he made it, he did it, this or that. But the thing of it is, you, you just, people make mistakes. And we've got great judges here. And I'll, no, we do. Uh, yeah, and I'll stick up perfect. for those judges. Yeah. But exactly like, it don't matter how hard these officials try. It doesn't matter how knowledgeable they are. Every now and then, a call is not going to go the way that you want it to go. Should that guy be kicked out of the PRCA or fine? No, it, mistakes happen, and, and there's nothing we can do about it. Remember when Luke Branquino, for the world, he threw that steer, and they didn't give him the flag because the steer got away from him. Said he wasn't touched. Said him. he wasn't touched, and it cost him the world championship. Luke Branquino defended Butch Kirby. Now, yep. that's, that's class. What he is? defended the judge. 
I mean, there's nothing you can do about it anyways. And yeah, it's their uh, you call. know, you may not like it, but you're, if that's going to happen to you, you're going to get it back some other time, some other way. That's classy. Classy number two, Donna K. Rule. Didn't get to run last year because of COVID. She didn't throw a fit. She didn't tear anybody. She didn't whine. She said, you know what? It was the rules. I'm sad, but don't worry. I'll be back. And this year she's back. She's so gracious because if that had been me or Hambone, we would have been punching people in the face, getting arrested, filing lawsuits, <laughs> crying to her family. I can't afford a lawsuit. I, Yeah, you but can always afford a lawsuit. I did. Uh, so at Denver after, I got to tell a quick story, after that year at the finals, Luke and Butch, Butch was judging Denver. And they're all sitting around watching the playoff game, and the Packers are playing somebody. And Aaron Rodgers, and all the Bulldoggers there, Luke and Butch are sitting opposite. And Aaron Rodgers gets face masked bad. I mean, the, the, the refs missed it. And I go, holy cow, Luke, have you ever seen such a bad call? Oh, boy. Why then, did you do that? Because I'm friends with them both, and I just turned and walked off. You know, it's that whole pull the grenade, throw it in there. See you guys. But they both laughed and because, because they're classy guys. They should have all just tackled your ass. Yeah. <laughs> that would have hurt. Unless Butch, he would have grabbed onto yeah. my knee. That would be good. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, we got time. We're getting towards the end. We got time for about a couple more questions. But, you know, since you've been in it, you've been a world champion. You've been there, done that. What do you think, uh, breakaway Open five years from now, where, where are we going to be? Well, we're going to be at the same payout as the guys. And I don't know if we'll be in the Thomas and Mac or not. I, I'm not as worried about that as I am the money. I think it doesn't matter where we rope. Um, if they'll just get us a spot, if it's here or there. But as long as we can rope for more money. We rope for 4,400 4, at Fort Worth last year, and we rope for 4,400 again with the 750% growth. And I just don't think that's right. I mean, I love what we're, where we're going. I'm very grateful. I love breakaway roping y'all, but I want it to be good for the girls behind us. And us settling for $4,400 a night is unacceptable. We can't make back what we lost this year rodeoing because we didn't win enough. I mean, we couldn't win enough money. Mm -hmm. Even if you won it all, you couldn't have won enough money. So I'm, I'm hoping that we didn't settle when we roped in Fort Worth because there were several of us that voted against it and said, let's wait, roll that money to this year, and it would have paid a lot. And they stuck us with the same amount of money. So as a group of women, we've got to stand up, stand together, not be disrespectful, not be rude, but try hard to get the money. I, I want to rope in those yellow shoots. I'm 50. I don't have many years of this left. But I don't want to rope in that shoot for 4400 a night. You bet. But I think that's why we're not there, too, because it would be embarrassing for them to put on there, they win 28000 and we win 4400 that because people don't fans don't understand they all thought we were going to be in the thomas and mac this year so when we were over at the orleans the first day there wasn't as many people there because most people didn't even know we were roping there they were wondering why the hell are y'all up to thomas and mac so i mean there's a lot of growth i think it'll continue to grow but somehow we got to get the sponsors and the money to figure out how to get us paid even if it's half next year and then work towards the twenty-eight thousand. but really you can't rodeo for 4400 around the nfr it doesn't I, didn't pay. Know, I didn't know that no that's it we wrote for and most people don't know that we wrote for that little amount of money um and it's great that they're getting us here and we're getting more and i got a badass nfr jacket like everybody else i mean that's <laughs> cool i can walk around looking but it's really about the money i think and i think I, we got to work on that I, you know what i think in, in 25 when this contract's up i think the breakaway is going to have a lot to play in that yeah, I think, I, I think they will. I think if it's not before. I, I really think some people are behind us that are pushing, um, that are helping. And, and I'm going to really try to get more involved in some of that um, with our director and talk to some people. Because right now there's a lot of things we don't know that they don't tell us. Because everything seems to happen last minute for us, and it just gets thrown at us. And I'd like, I mean, I'd like to leave here now knowing when our finals are going to be, because they know. They know next year their finals are going to be such and such date. We had no idea. We didn't even know until maybe three weeks before we were having it what dates we were open on i mean we didn't know you can't plan you can't do anything to figure I, out your schedule i had no idea that you i thought that was you know probably established a long time ago no so it, you know you're gonna be roping out here but the days it could have been it could have been wednesday thursday sunday we didn't we had no idea till they told us we didn't even know when our number or back number luncheon was till about four days before so nothing was really planned out for us and i think they've got to do better with us for that i mean we show up in numbers we do our part and they buy need, the memberships we buy memberships and i mean pay fines we do pay fines and the girls show up i mean every rodeo there's 120 some of them had 200 entries at them i mean we were there even the ones that only had a 1500 we were there and showed up and the very last week did it finally drop off and they still had 80 entries mm -hmm. it's amazing 
Yeah. I, did, I just, because most guys, I'll never forget Chad Furley. He had to borrow money, Bronc Rider, two-time world champion. But before his, it was his, before his first world championship, he had to borrow money to get to Vegas. Yeah. And then he won the world, won the average, won a bunch of money, and that basically covered his year. It, it And does. that's sad that I didn't know that. Yeah, and it you would think us. with all the exposure that somebody would have stepped up. Yeah, well, I, I mean, they already. can't just dangle the carrot and us girls jump in and go, oh, my God, that's okay. And I'm not saying you got to have all the money because I understand it's a process, but you got to do a little better than that. You just, you're going to have to because people can't, they can't afford to go. I mean, I have a job and a business, so I have money coming in, but most of the girls at rodeo sell horses for a living, give roping schools. Well, while you're rodeoing, you can't do any of that. You, they, they don't have any way to make money but to rope, and you're spending, a lot of them started out with 30000 and got home with no money, mm-hmm. zero, and they won. Wow. Well, it's, it's definitely going to be an interesting future. I know you girls have been uh, kicking ass and taking names, and so it'll be fun to watch. No, it is. And what do we got to do to get it in San Angelo? I guess I need to get We'll talk. You. Yeah, we'll talk. I mean, I'm, I'm serious. We don't have to have all the money, but we just like to get a little better and be included in the events just like every other event, not be isolated or treated different. Perfect. Well, we appreciate you taking the time. Kaysen, go Eddie, easy on your mama. Eddie. One more thing to say. About that question about Marty and uh, JJ matching, they haven't matched. I've matched her, though, just to clarify. How'd you do? I got lucky in one because she missed one, and she was probably beating me by 10 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, then we went to a roping once, and we both entered. uh, It was this 40 breakaway. Uh, We both entered twice, and uh, you better tell her what I said. Yeah, it's all good, but he did beat me. He won the 1D, so that was pretty cool. Tell him what I said, though. Tell him what I said. I don't remember what you said. Why why are you making me say it? I said, are you mad that I beat you? And this was like when I first started, not probably a year in, and I said, are you mad that I beat you? (laughs) No, I was not mad he beat me. I was proud that he beat (laughs) me. You know what? Hey, I want to say this right now. If you ever decide that you want to quit roping, uh, I will give you a clown barrel, okay? He'd, yes. be, he'd be good at it. You'd I have think fun so. With him. It's yeah. just terrible. Hey. He's so shy on the mic. And then when you, you, hey, I got an idea. You want to be? You should be a rump chat in Dorsey. It it doesn't pay anything. No, but you get a cool patch. Oh, I like. That. Would you wear all some right. patches for free? Yes. Let's okay, up, you guys all see it. Let's draw up that contract. Let's shake hands on it right here. All right. Okay. There you go. Thanks, Kason. All right, guys. Well, well just thank a, you so much, JJ, no, for, for taking the me. time. I appreciate the time, and I'm so excited. I'm the first Brave Rover on Runt Chat. Yeah. Our favorite break- yeah. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, our favorite breakaway Rover right. is JJ Hampton, 18-time right. world champion. Yes. Soon to be 19. Yep, for sure. Awesome. Thanks, guys. We'll be back here at 1 o'clock tomorrow. Jeff Metters from the Cowboy Channel is going to come and talk some crap. Saturday, we're having Joe Beaver. Joe B. will be on. 1 o'clock right Um, here. I think Riley Duvall is coming tomorrow, too. Yeah, and if you guys guys want to listen, uh, don't forget, you can listen to this whole episode anywhere you find your podcast. We'll have it uploaded to iTunes. Yep. So be sure to check it out. You can download it for your drive home. On behalf of Pete Car Rodeo, Gold Buckle Beer, Manscaped. Pendleton. All of our friend Pendleton. Oh, yeah, Rump Chat 20. Soon to be J.J. Hampton Realty. J.J. Hampton, Hampton Realty on the board. Yeah, that can be done. Yeah, <laughs> Manscaped. Don't forget, enter the code RUMPCHAT20 for 20% off and free shipping. It's free. holiday season. Yeah. You know, you want to be uh, smoothed up in uh, the right spots. Don't be a stocking stuffer. <laughs> You're an idiot. Okay. See you, everybody. You better have your hair weave strapped on tight. Because once we get going, we roll. Shot till the morning, so just say alright. Alright. If you ain't here to party, take your ass back home. If you get naughty, baby, here's my phone. Slide with your boy to the bar. Slide with your boy to the car. I've been searching everywhere, and now here you are. Oh, chunky. Looking for them girls with the big old hoops That drop it down in Daisy Dukes I wanna get down Yeah, I'm the ones I'm tryna recruit I'm looking at you, yeah you, baby
We do have Rump Chat merch if you want some stuff. Come buy it. It's not free. You gotta relax. 